Good morning. Good morning. Good morning for coming to learn. So the um, Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos that of course when uh, after the Nesu Chanukah occurred, the Shana Acheres Kavim Vasam Yom Tevim Bahalo Vaidah, they established a Yom Tiv of Halal and Haidah. So Rashi says Halal refers to the saying of Halal, Haidah refers to Al Anisim. But according to Rashi, the, uh, in the original establishment of the Yom Tov of Hanukkah, there is no mention of lighting the menorah. That comes later on, the Gemara mentions it, but it's not, um, uh, it's not uh, described uh, here when the, when the Gemara goes out, you know, is, uh, is du- directly addressing the establishment of the, of the Yom Tov of Hanukkah, which of course is unusual. So the Riyaz, which is a commentary in the back of the Gemara in the Shulti Gibarim, uh, interprets the Gemara differently, perhaps because of this reason. So he says, Halo refers to the saying of Halo, Hoida refers to Habak Samanaira and Alanisim, both together. The Rambam actually doesn't mention, as we mentioned yesterday, the Rambam doesn't mention Alanisim at all in Hokas Hanukkah, perhaps because the Rambam feels Alanisim is kind of like Haskaris Hamayinamayra. We say Yalav Yavo in Rosh Chaydesh, we say Yalav Yavo on the Yantif, on the Shalosh Regalim, in order to mention the character of the day. So there's a, there's a version of that in Hanukkah and Purim, which is, which is expressed by the Alanisim. That's why the Rambam doesn't mention it in Hokas Hanukkah. It wasn't part of the establishment of the day. It's in order to fit into the general uh, framework and trend of Haskaris Hamayinamayra. So rather, the Rambam interprets what was unique to the Yantav of Hanukkah was Halel, saying of uh, full Halel, and Haidah, referring to the Hadlokas HaMenorah. So therefore, the Rambam, in describing the establishment of the day, says, expression of gratitude towards Hashem. But why doesn't Rashi mention the lighting of the Menorah in the establishment of the day of, of Hanukkah? Of course, it's unusual and glaring. So Rav Jolti in the Sefer Mishnah Siyavitz suggests that perhaps it's because, according to Rashi, the purpose of lighting the menorah on Hanukkah is to, is, uh, is to recreate the Laksa menorah that took place in the Beis HaMikdash. Or it's a Zecher, to Laksa menorah that took place in the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, in the first few years after the Nase of Hanukkah occurred, they were still lighting the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, so there was no need to recreate the Laksa menorah in the Beis HaMikdash in all of our individual homes, our private homes, because they were doing so, they were continuing to do so in the Beis HaMikdash. So in the original uh, iteration or establishment of the day of Hanukkah, there was no, uh, the Laksa wasn't part of the day. It was only after Korban Beis HaMikdash, so then there were no longer lighting the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, so then uh, they established, included, or added to that Halaksa menorah in our private homes. But it wasn't part of the initial character of the day, because according to Rashi, the Halaksa menorah that we do in our private homes is to recreate the Halaksa menorah of the Beis HaMikdash. However, according to the Rambam, therefore, and according to the Riyaz, uh, it seems that the Halaksa menorah that we do in our homes is not to recreate the Laksa Menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, because even the first few years when they were lighting Menorah in their homes, they were lighting the Menorah in the Beis HaMikdash. So it must be that it's a separate idea, and that is uh, perhaps to remind ourselves of the nace that occurred for the Chashmonaim, that a little flask of oil burned for an extended period of time. But it's not to recreate the Laksa Menorah, because they were doing so in their private homes, and they were continuing to do so in the Beis HaMikdash. It's rather to remind ourselves of the nace of the Chashmonaim. These two perspectives, what is the reason that we light Halaksa Menorah in our home? Is it to recreate the Halaksa Menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, which is perhaps the opinion of Rashi, and that's why Rashi held it wasn't part uh, of the original character of the day of Hanukkah, because they were doing so historically in the, in the Beis HaMikdash itself? Or is it like the Ramam and the Riyaz, that the purpose of lighting Halaksa Menorah is to remind ourselves of the nace of the Chashmonim, but not to recreate the Halaksa Menorah that took place in the Beis HaMikdash? has two important, perhaps... <laughs> There are echoes of this in these two issues. I don't want to call them nafkaminas. One could, you know, one could argue whether they're really related, but perhaps they're underlying issues in these uh, in these discussions. So the first is perhaps whether or not one has to actually light in a utensil, in a receptacle, or can you just glue uh, candles to the windowsill? 
So the Shari Tshuva quotes from, I think, from the Chesed Lavrom that he says over here at the end of his Dao, the Klipe Beitimu Betzalmei Malikaben. You could uh, put uh, little eggshells and fill them all with oil and put wicks inside of them and use that to light the Chanukah Licht. So there were those in the camps, they say. Tremendous Mesiris uh, Nefesh took potatoes and they used to fight for the margin over Hanukkah to use the margin as the fuel with which to light Halakha Menorah. I'm told that there's, there were survivors who continued to light in potatoes to remind themselves what they did uh, in addition to Menorah, but to what they did in, during the war. They used to light in a potato. So the Shari Tshuva says if one does so, he's not the to the midst of Halakha Menorah. He has to light in a you know, formal utensil, formal receptacle. However, uh, and the Avnei derives from here, that you have to have like uh, a kli. Why? You have to have uh, some, some, some Chanukiah uh, that you're lighting in. Because, he explains that it's because the, the candle is not defined just by the flame and the wick and the fuel, but also by the utensil which is, which is holding it. So Avnei of the opinion you have to light in the menorah. The, um, or utensil, some kind of receptacle. It doesn't describe what it is. The Ramah seems to uh, disagree. The Ramah is discussing taking candles um, and lighting with candles. The Ramah says you have to be careful not to put them so close together because then they blend together to become one Madura. It's not separate candles, and you'll fulfill the Mahadran and Mahadran, 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 because they're all blended together to become one, so you have to make sure that they are distinct from one another. There has to be some space between them. The Ramah is discussing lighting in a lamp. A lamp was, uh, 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 they were, a lot of the, the ones that they discovered, um, you know, uh, archaeologically, are shaped like a um, uh, Star of David with six corners, and there would be one candle in the middle. It was like a plate. You could see online, and they have a candle, candle, candle all around. That's perhaps where the Star of David thing, together with uh, Nair Tamid came. They used to light in all six, six uh, corners, and then one candle in the middle. That was what he was referring to as a lamp. So they have to be separate. That's why the Shulchan Aruch says there has to be separate compartments. Otherwise, if you're just lighting in a plate with lots of oil and different wicks, that all blends it together to become one candle. So Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah say they have to be uh, separated from one another in order to make them distinct candles. So Mr. Brewer says you have to be careful about this if you're lighting your candles on your windowsill and you're going to adhere that, you know, glue them to the windowsill. You have to make sure that they're separated somewhat from one another. Otherwise, they blend in all together to become one, uh, one item. But the implication of the Mishabur is that you don't need any kind of receptacle. I could kind of glue my uh, candles to my window. So, in fact, there are many Chesidish Rebbes who are very, uh, were very adamant that that's what one should do, to leave a mark on the house so that uh, you should remember Hanukkah the rest of the year. We have the burnt, you know, mark on the window. So, from the, from the Lach Samanera. So, do you need a receptacle? Don't you need a receptacle? I think might be connected to the larger issue is, of why is it that we light menorah in the first place? If it's to remind ourselves of the nays of the Chashmanoim, so one candle, or eight candles, Mahadrin, Minna Mahadrin, so that reminds myself of the nays. I don't necessarily need a receptacle. However, if um, the nature of the mitzvah is, like Rashi seems to have understood, that the purpose of lighting the menorah in our private homes is to recreate the Lux of menorah of the base Hamikdash, so then one can begin to now understand why there were those who argued that it has to have a receptacle, perhaps some kind of, uh, some kind of, uh, of, uh, of Chanukiah. Another issue which perhaps is, is related to this is a discussion that the Ramah has, what kind of fuel should one use? Should one use uh, dafka oil? Can one even use wax candles? So the Ramah, of course, is of the opinion, as we all know, that one can use the wax, ki oran solo. It burns just as well as the oil, some argue it even burns better than the oil, it's a cleaner 
uh, cleaner, cleaner type of flame. So maybe uh, the Rama says you can use uh, you can use wax candles. The Mishnah Brura then already says, well, maybe one should use uh, shemen because that's what the nace took place uh, with regards to was the, the fuel was shemen. And then the Sharatian is the name of Maral that well the nace, the menorah of course in the base hamikdash had to be lit dafka with shemen. So maybe that's another reason to continue to use shemen is because that was the uh, what they lit of course in the menorah in the base hamikdash. So if it's to remind us again of the nace of the chashmonoim, there might still be a reason to prefer shemen because the nace took place with shemen. But if it's just to remind ourselves of the nace of the chashmonoim, one could one could argue. Yeah, the nace of the, you know, took place with Shemin, but uh, one candle, one light, reminds ourselves of the nace that took place. <laughs> However, if it's, of course, to recreate that Luxembourg in the Beis HaMikdash, then one can understand why one might be, uh, might, might be adamant that it has to be Davka Shemin and not a wax uh, candle. And, of course, this is one of the reasons, one of the many other reasons also, why, uh, why uh, almost uh, no one subscribes to lighting an electric menorah, even though it might be valid in other areas of Halacha. But to use an electric candle for Luxa Menorah is objectionable. One of the reasons, perhaps, is because it's not similar to the Menorah that they lit in the Beis HaMikdash. But that all, again, presumes that we're lighting the, the Menorah uh, in order to recreate that Luxa Menorah took place in the Beis HaMikdash. If it's to remind ourselves of the Nase of the maybe, maybe even a wax candle, even though the Nase took place with oil, one could argue that perhaps we can extend that to a, to a wax candle. But how could there be any opinion that the purpose of Al-Aqsa Menorah in our houses is to re- replace or to, or to recreate that Al-Aqsa Menorah took place in the Beis HaMikdash? Al-Aqsa Menorah in the Beis HaMikdash was how many candles? Seven. How many candles do you need to be out to the midst of Ner Hanukkah, you know, at least in its minimal form? Even the Chachilah in its minimal form? It's not Mahadran, but it's Ner Ishu Beisar, one candle. One candle. If you lit one candle in the Beis HaMikdash, you would not fulfill... The Mishnah says in Mesechtus Menachis, Shiva Kane Menorah Ma'akvin you need to have on the Menorah all seven arms, seven branches, and you have to light all seven, Shiva Neirosem Ma'akvin Zezeh. You can't fulfill one without the other. So, how could it be that we're trying to recreate that Luxa Menorah took place in the base of Mikdash? The whole nation of the Chashmonaim was only, uh, they, they weren't lighting, uh, we're only lighting one candle. So, how could it be we're recreating the Luxa Menorah took place in the base of Mikdash? We're only lighting one candle. So Blazer Silva has a sefer called Anfe Erez, which on, on topics. So he quotes there, he has he asked this question. How could it be that there's an opinion that it's Zechel to the Hadlok Samanur took place in the Beis We can fulfill Hanukkah with one candle. So he quotes there from the Rugged Shover, who uh, explained that it's because in the Beis Hamikdash, or even when they lit the Menorah, they were really fulfilling two objectives. Here the Rambam makes this point when he distinguishes between the Ner Ravi as opposed to the, the, uh, the western uh, most candle. Of course, the Menorah was placed in the south of the Beis Hamikdash from east to west. So the western most candle, the Ner Ravi, had to be lit specifically from the uh, fire that was always burning on top of the Mizbeach. The Eish Tamid, Tukaral Mizbeach, Leisichban, the Mizbeach Hachitzon, there was always a fire burning, which is why we have an Air Tamid, to remind ourselves of the candle that was always burning on top of the, not the candle, fire that was always burning on top of the Mizbeach. The Eish Tamid, Tukaral Mizbeach, Leisichban. So from that Eish, you had to take that to light the Ner Ravi. If the Ner Ravi, when they cleaned out the lamp, uh, you know, uh, went out, you can't, you can't uh, light a match and light the Ne'er Maravi. You had to take it from the fire that was on top of the Mizbeach. From that Ne'er Maravi, I could then light all the other six candles. I didn't need to light them all from the Mizbeach. But the Ne'er Maravi had to be lit specifically from the Mizbeach. So the Ramam distinguishes between the Ne'er Maravi as opposed to the rest of the Ne'eris of the, of the Menorah. So the Rambam, when he describes the Ne'es of Hanukkah, right, so what took place was uh, the Rambam says, "Vehidliku mimenu perikim ha'chabes neiros hamarochah shmoneh yamin." What did they light? They lit 
not um, all the candles of the menorah. They didn't light all seven. They lit just the one, the Nehemiah Ravi, from the fire that was on top of the Mizbeach. So they, they were able to light from the Marach. He doesn't even mention the menorah here. The Ram doesn't say that they lit the menorah. He says that the uh, Maracha was the fire on top of the Mizbeach. So from the fire on top of the Mizbeach, they were able to light the menorah, only the Nehemiah Ravi. But he never even mentions the menorah here at all. You're right. But he probably is referring to the Nehemiah Ravi, which was lit from the Marocha. That's how the Raghachava understood the Ramam. We, we, they, definitely, they definitely did not light all seven candles, right? Because uh, they only had one flask of oil, which continued to burn. So they definitely didn't light all of the seven, the seven candles. If anything, they lit just the Nehemiah Ravi. So that's why perhaps he mentions the Neros of the Marocha, the Raghachava says, because he was lighting it. They were lighting it from the Marocha, which was only the Nehemiah Ravi. So even in the base Hamikdash, at the time of the Kashmar Noim, they didn't light all seven candles. But Blazer Silver says they only lit, lit the one. They lit the Nair Maravi. So that's what we're reminding ourselves of that nace uh, that took place, that they were able to light the Nair Maravi. But what were they fulfilling by lighting the Nair Maravi? The Mishnah says in Mesechus Menachus, you have to light all seven. If you don't have all seven, you fulfill nothing. So that's where the Rugged Chavar is. He says there must be two objectives in lighting the Menorah. The first is that there should be one candle burning. A minimum of one candle, the Nair Maravi. Uh, whenever possible. And that, but that's not a fulfillment in the Menorah. In order to fulfill lighting the Menorah, you need all seven. But they weren't fulfilling lighting the Menorah when at the time of the, of the Kashmar Noim and the Nesim Ne'er Hanukkah. All they were fulfilling was the first objective of at least having the Ne'er Maravi burning. One candle. But that wasn't a fulfillment in the Menorah. To fulfill the Menorah, you need all seven. That's why the Ram doesn't even mention the Menorah in his description of the Nesim Hanukkah. What is that objective, though? To have the one candle? Yeah, what was the purpose? Yeah. Well, what is the purpose of lighting the menorah Bechal? Yeah, you have a mitzvah like the menorah. Right? So there was, he's, he's suggesting there were two mitzvahs. I understand, but... Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You, you're right, but... Wonderful. Isn't it like, wonderful. Isn't it like four sitzes, you light six candles, three candles, you're not making on a contrary, you're showing people that you don't have a light set. You're not making anything. But you're also, you're, you're, it's no cigarettes. It's, it's, you're making... It's light. us, sir. It's awesome. Yeah, but it's awesome. but that's what happened in the times. Of, what are we celebrating then? They, they definitely didn't light all seven. Maybe they, we should do away with the whole yeah. yantif. Now you should go sit at this table. What? I don't know, but the Rambam never mentions it. Haloy Dover, who the Rambam never mentions, he never even mentions the Menorah. So the Rugged Trevor says, and that's what uh, Replaza Silver tries to expand upon, elaborate, that they weren't fulfilling the Menorah. If they were fulfilling the Menorah, you need the other six candles. They were fulfilling lighting the second objective of having ne- a Nair burning, and that's enough with one. And that's why in Hanukkah, it's enough with Nair Ish Ubeisoy. It's one candle. That's the minimal mitzvah, because that's all they did in the times of Hashem was light one candle. What? But you're not fulfilling anything. Yes, you are. There's a second obligation, a second objective of just having one candle burning. So if that's the case... It, you know, it makes no sense. Even if it's Zecha to the, to the you know, recreating the Laksa Menorah took place in the Beis Hamikdash, it should probably be recreating what took place, even if it's not just a reminder of the nature of the Hashem it should be recreating what took place at the time of the Hashem which was not lighting the entire Menorah. It was lighting, if anything, lighting uh, only one candle. So therefore it seems, huh? Do we have a source where they only lit one candle or they put a little in each candle? The Gemara, which describes an ace, says one flask of oil that burned one for an extended the floor. Because there's other room, other people that say they put a little in each yeah. one. It's a, the Ramam doesn't mention that. that. Yeah, but the Ramam doesn't mention that. So he suggests if that would be the case, then we should be lighting eight candles every night. Why is it a minimum of Ner Ishu Beisoy? 
Eight would make sense every night. They would seven. So Bechlau doesn't make sense. Eight days, no. Eight days, because they didn't observe Sukkot. So that's what they suggest. If that's the case, one second. So then even if, even if, even if we are recreating what took place at the time to, to, to demand that there be a formal menorah, maybe there has to be a receptacle. Yes, they probably live in a receptacle. But to demand that there be a formal menorah when one lights uh, whatever, you know, the, the tzura of the menorah was in the base HaMikdash, to demand that kind of tzura when one lights uh, whatever the image was, to demand that require that kind of image when one lights Neiris Hanukkah might not even correspond historically to what took place. They, they themselves weren't lighting the, the entire menorah. Perhaps it wasn't even fulfillment of lighting, uh, lighting the menorah. That's the, that's the fire on top of the Mizbeach. On the Mizbeach? Yeah. But but it's unusual. He doesn't even mention the Minerva. He doesn't even mention the Minerva. It's unusual. So the, the Rav Shavit suggests the Rama mentions the Marocha because he's only describing the near Maravi, which has to be lit from the Marocha. He interprets this Rama in light of the other Rama. Either way, but to demand when we're lighting Minerva, even if you have to um, light in Eris Hanukkah, even if you have to light uh, you know in a receptacle. To demand that it be the exact image or the you know uh, form of the menorah that took, was in the base of Mikdash historically seems to be far you know far fetched. Even if it's to recreate what took place in the base of Mikdash, but but they probably themselves didn't light uh, the entire menorah at the time. Perhaps it was a, even only one candle. There is a reason to object to having a menorah that appears like the menorah that was in the base of Mikdash, whatever the tour was, which we'll get to in one second. And that's because the Gemara tells us in the of Adizara, so it's a, good, it's a Gemara elsewhere, commenting on the Apostolic and Parashat Yisrael, we're not supposed to make um, replicas of the Caleb that were in the base of Mikdash. And therefore the Gemara says one is not supposed to have a menorah that has uh, seven, um, seven uh, uh, candelabra that has seven arms, even if it's made out of another metal, not gold. That was still cautious to be used in the base Hamikdash. The Gemara learns out of a klau pratu klau. First, the menorah is described as gold, then it's any metal. Okay, so the Gemara learns out it doesn't it doesn't have to be gold. It could be made of another metal. And in fact, the Gemara says just like the base Hashmonoi, uh, in the times of Hashmonoi, they did not have a golden menorah. They had a menorah that was made out of shvudin shobarzel. They found scrap metal around and they put together some kind of uh, of a uh, of, uh, of a menorah. But it wasn't the menorah that we're used that to, accustomed to seeing, that was made out of gold, huh? Adarab, you shouldn't. So it says over here in the Shulchan Aruch, Simon Kufman, Malfi, Yordea, you're not allowed to have a, uh, a candelabra that has seven arms, even if it's made out of another metal. What about shuls? Because a lot of shuls have yeah. in the front. Yeah. No, six. OZ has it in a seven arm menorah? No, six. 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 Six is great. Yeah, yeah. A seven arm menorah you can't have, even if it's made out of another metal. What if, though, it can't light candles? It's made out, it's, it's electric. So it says over here in the Pisgah Tshuva, what? Look, three lines from the bottom of the Pisgah Tshuva, quotes from a Mishnah's Chachamim. That if it would not have been if it would not have been kosher to use in the base hamikdash, so then it's uh, it's uh, it's permitted to make. So let's say it's an electric. Rav Moshe is a tshuva about an electric menorah. Bavadi is a tshuva about an electric menorah. They say, well, if it couldn't be used uh, in the base hamikdash, so then electric menorah would probably be permitted, even if it had seven arms. But I don't think people make it with seven arms. But what if it's uh, circular? Many people, if you have five children. So everyone lights uh, adds a candle for the child. Every child. So you, if you have five children, you're gonna end up lighting seven uh, candles, and people like to have one, uh, you know, leichter for Shabbos. So you're gonna have uh, a candelabra with seven arms. So the Mishnah Chacham says it's permitted because most people make it in a circle. It's not in a straight line. 
However, in Rabbi Moshe and Rabbi Vadya held Meikra Din like this Mishnah's Chachamim. However, the Piskei Tshuva earlier quotes from Bukharshar that even if it's in a circular shape, uh, that Bidiyevet could have been used in the base Hamikdash. So if Bidiyevet it could have been used in the base Hamikdash, Bukharshar thinks we should be Machmir not to have such a candelabra. So even if it's made out of uh, silver, he cannot have, uh, or even if it's circular, they say Rabbi Kiva Eger had this. He had a, a candelabra, with, his son-in-law writes in his Chuvas that uh, he had a candelabra with seven arms, uh, and he uh, added an arm in order to avoid, uh, to be machmer for this, Bukhar Shar. And we're dealing with an Isumidoraisa here, so therefore many, Rav uh, Shalman and many others recommended not to have, or even to retain ownership of, even if you didn't make it, but not to have a candelabra that has uh, seven arms, uh, because with the Yevit, it could have been used in the Beis Hamikdash. It could be that that was even the shape of the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash. Not just with the Yevit, you could have used it because the shape is a miyakev. It could be the shape of the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash was circular. That's what the Mugan Avram suggests, because the Pusik says in Parshas Baloiska, which is a little bit perplexing, that Baloiska's Haneros, El Mupnei Haneros, El Mupnei Haneros, so Rashi explains what does it mean El that there were three uh, branches on each side of the middle candle and they were all facing towards the middle. Uh, many of the picture books have like the flames are all facing towards the middle one. But how, how did the flames go on an angle? It's unusual. So I always presumed it was like a, a kind of an ace that the flames all went towards the middle one. However, the Magnav Ram in his parish on the Sifre called the Zeis Ranon suggests no. What it means is because the Sifre comments Minayin Shahayu Chayzun Chalila Kamin Atara the Sifrei says, how do you know it was like a crown? That's how they all pointed towards the center because the candles were going around the center and therefore they encircled the center and that's So Zeis Ranon says, Like a crown, so it went in a circular fashion. That's for sure a reason. Another reason, even beyond the Bechar Shar, not to have a circular candelabra right with one candle in the middle, three arms on either side, uh, because perhaps that was actually the tzur of the, of the menorah in the, in the Beis HaMikdash. Like right. Doesn't he mean like this? Oh, so the, very good. So the Magan Avram says from the Gemara Menachas, though, it sounds like, which describes the menorah, it sounds like they, they were going in a straight line. So what does it mean, Kamin Atara? There was like a crown. The Magan Avram says what it means is that the branches were not um, in a straight line, the branches were curved, like an atara is curved, a crown is curved, so these were curved uh, branches that went, uh, that went on an angle. They went, uh, didn't go in a straight line like this, but they went uh, on an angle. And in fact, that's the way the menorah is described in Ibn Ezra. The Pasuk in Parashat Shuma, it says, There were three arms on, on either side. So the Ibn Ezra says, Agulim Arukim Chalulim. They were curved. So that's what perhaps the Sifrei means, that it was Kamin uh, Atar, is that they were curved. That's a picture of the menorah on the arch. Uh, so the Rambam, in the parish of Mishnah, and Masechus Menachis, um, draws a picture. The Rambam doesn't describe what it looks like. Rashi actually says, on Chumash, we have to be intellectually honest, Rashi says, Lakan Lakan Ba'alachsin, at an angle. Now, at an angle could mean at a straight line, uh, like the you know, like the image on the bottom left could mean like a straight line, or it could mean it, it means it's not uh, you know it could mean any kind of uh, you know it could, it could mean on an angle as well you know circular as well. The, the Rashi just means it wasn't uh, it wasn't below it. It was you know at some angle. Doesn't necessarily mean it was a direct you know uh, you know ang- angular you know a linear angular line. Yeah. So Rashi is a little bit vague, but it is 
you know, Arachson does mean an Arachson, does mean on an angle. The Rambam in his parish of Mishnah actually draws a picture of what the menorah is supposed to look like. So that's the top left picture over here, um, which is a direct angle. You know, uh, the, uh, each one was coming out of the spine at a different height than the other, and uh, they would go up towards the top where they were all at the same height. And the Rambam here draws it on an angle. So therefore, there were those uh, that argued. That uh, what the first? They were all same height, though. They they were all coming to the same height. So the 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 problem though is I would not have taken the Ramam literally because the Ramam himself says I'm not drawing an exact picture. The Ramam writes over here. Just so you get a picture of what it looks like. The you know Moshe Rabbeinu had difficulty imagining what it was. You know what it's going to look like. So the Ramam draws a picture, but the Ramam says I'm not you know drawing an exact. Uh, you know, he didn't mean exactly to be precise. Because Ram says, "I need a tarot called Ata Betsura Zugavim Tavnet." Okay, he says, "I'm going to draw a picture of you for you." Calls that Kedei Lahakel Atziur, but he says, "Kevin Sheinam Ata Rabbit Tziur Zes." Since the purpose of this is not to build or recreate a replica of the Menorah, Shetei the Menorah Tavnet Hagaviyah Bedikduk. I don't want you to know exactly, you know, what the cups look like. Kevin Shekvar Beyatul Chol. So I already described what it's, uh, what it's, what the, you know, how it's supposed to appear. El Kavana Bo Yediyas Minyan Agavim Vakapturim Vaprochum Mikamoisam. The Ram says, I'm just telling you where they are and how many they are. So the Ram describes the kaftor as a circle. He tells you it's not a real circle. It was really more of an oval. The Ram says the kaftorim he has as triangles. Presumably they weren't triangles because triangles can't sit. A, a, a gavia is a cup. It probably had to have some uh, base to it. So what probably happened is the Rambam here was, was not an artist, as most rabbis are not, and the Rambam was using a straight edge. Well, that's a, a minimizing the covenant of Rambam. I'm saying they're not artists. Every time I draw on the board, I can't even figure out myself what it is. But it's, uh, the Rambam was using a straight edge and probably, what, you know, uh, what do you call that, to make a, a compass or a protractor, whatever. He was using instruments that are easy to draw with. So that's why everything is straight edges or circles, which he made out of a compass. So the fact that they go at straight lines, I would have taken, you know, with, with uh, you know, I would not have taken that it meant to be precise, because Ram says, I don't mean to draw a precise drawing. The problem is, Rabbi Ram ben Aram in his parish, and that Pasuk writes, Hakanim anafim nimshachim igufa, the end of us, Yudalid, Shalmanar, Litzad Roisha, Beyosher, they go straight. Kemosh etzir, say Abamari, like my father drew. Loi be'igol, Kemosh etzir, say Zulasai. Not circular, like others who drew it. So the problem is, though, of course, that the, the problem with the Rambam is the archaeological evidence seems to not uh, jive with the position of the Rambam. All the archaeological evidence that we have of images of the Menorah all have them going in somewhat of a circular shape. Most notably, of course, is the image on the Arch of Titus, which was erected, was created by his brother, Domitian, 10 years after he died in 81 of the Common Era, which depicts them, uh, Vespasian and Titus, carrying back the camel of the base of Mikdash, that's uh, on the bottom left, and of course the Menorah appears, of course the Menorah appears with circular arms. So the, the Babacher Rebbe argues that that was not an accurate depiction of the Menorah, with, because the Gemara says that the Menorah is supposed to have legs at the base of it, which are, have uh, three prongs. And in fact, we have archaeological images of the Menorah with Three prongs on the bottom, three legs. There are many uh, depictions of the menorah with accurately with three with three legs. This menorah has uh, like a two-tiered base and a kind of a box. And more, uh, you know, more disturbing is that engraved on that base are eagles and uh, and dragons. A dragon with a fishtail. 
which are clearly Roman, uh, you know, of, uh, of uh, Roman influence. So they obviously doctored the image. So the, the Lubavitcher Rebbe actually claims that they never got the real menorah. This was itself a decoy, because the Navi tells us in Sefer Malachim that Shlomo Melech created 11 menorahs, even though in the Beis HaMikdash they only used one. What did he create 11 menorahs for? So Lubavitcher Rebbe says that they were like other lamps that they could use in the Beis HaMikdash, but were not necessarily accurate according to the exact uh, dimensions of what the menorah was supposed to look like. And those they kept around in the, in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe claims that the Romans actually never got the real menorah that was hidden away with the urn somewhere in the deep recesses of the Beis HaMikdash. They got the decoy, uh, the clone, and this, that's why it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not accurate. Uh, th- th- that is true that there were other, other menorahs in the Beis HaMikdash, However, uh, the problem with the Lubavitcher Rebbe's approach, and that's why he says there was never a curve, it was really on a straight line. So the truth of the matter is that the base, one could argue, that was definitely added. That doesn't necessarily mean that the top was not accurate. Moreover, one could suggest that, in fact, uh, Herod added this to the menorah in the base Hamikdash, because Josephus writes, who of course was a, um, a general in the Jewish army, but then he defected to the Roman army, but he recorded all of the history that took place at the time. He says that Herod added, uh, 30 years before the Common Era, added eagles on top of the base Hamikdash. So they, they, they added uh, Greek, uh, you know, Roman images to the base Hamikdash. It's not then surprising, perhaps they added Roman images as well uh, to the menorah. But even more difficult with the Lubavitcher Rebbe's approach is that the Sifrei Zuta tells us of Shimon Bar Yochai once visited Rome after Korban Beis Hamikdash, and he says, I saw there the menorah, which is not surprising because Josephus says they left it on display, and ironically, in a, the place where they call the Palace of Peace. But they uh, they left on display their you know their spoils of war the kale that they took from the base Hamikdash and Reb Shimon Bar says I saw there the menorah so according to the Babich Rebbe what they had was a decoy a clone Reb Shimon Bar would have known that he saw only the clone and the decoy but he doesn't say that he says I saw the menorah which was presumably therefore an accurate uh, depiction of the menorah and therefore we could presume at least even if the base is not accurate that the top of the menorah is accurate and that's how it appears in other archaeological evidence also all with curved arms. But either way, none of this matters because whatever the shape of the menorah was is not the shape we should be using for a lighted conical lift. If anything, we should distance ourselves from the exact shape of the menorah. It's an Easter to create a replica of the menorah that exists in the base of Mikdash. And I think as a heater on the Easter, we should distance ourselves as much as possible. In fact, I think the Lubavitcher Rebbe himself lit on a, 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 a Hanukkah that had no uh, branches, arms. no arms. No. Yeah, because he says, if you're going to ride on one with branches, so Baba Chirebbe said we should use ones that don't have the Hellenized images on top of the menorah, uh, you know, and therefore we should distance ourselves from the image that they have uh, on the Arch of Titus, because the whole thing is a decoy, the whole thing is, is fake. I don't, I, I don't think that, that the evidence points in the direction of the Baba Chirebbe, but even if he is correct, other rabbi, I think our menorahs should, uh, should, well, should, have, uh, should have a different seven, image. Right? Huh? Easter is only if you have uh, seven branches, though, right? Yes, but, but, but even if you're correct, there's no heater to have a menorah that looks exactly like the menorah right. in the, in the base of English. Right. anything, we should go in the uh, opposite the direction. Yeah, so. Yeah. Are they fulfilling still the personal identity uh, finder? Uh, yeah. You're asking me? I don't think so, no. I don't think so. No. If you're in the ha- people in the hospital, people are in the hospital. I don't think you fulfill the mission. The main guideline to use a curtain menorah is 